Hello and welcome, my sweet friend. I'm so glad that you are here. I hope you are having the most amazing, wonderful, joyful day and week. And if you are not, I hope your week is at least filled with the things you need. Because sometimes the things we need are not always the good things. Sometimes we need those hard emotions to kick us back into the place that we need to be or force us to take a look at that thing that we've been avoiding. So I hope you're having the week that you need. Anyways, today we are talking about raw milk. The amount of questions that I get in my DMs on a weekly basis about raw milk, I was like, I just need to do a podcast episode about this because I am so sick and tired of the misinformation that is being spread about raw milk. So I'm just going to give you all the answers here. This entire podcast is just dedicated to raw milk, what it is, why you should or shouldn't drink it, where you can find it, all the things. So without further ado, let's just start talking about raw milk. Welcome to the Intentional Health Podcast, a space for women to be empowered with the real no BS truth about their health. But to be honest, this podcast goes far beyond physical health. Join me each week as I share stories, science, and thoughts with you on everything surrounding womanhood. You can pretend we're just two girlfriends chatting over some homemade mocktails or a warm glass of raw milk because that's how I want these conversations to feel. I'm not about formalities. I share the details no one wants to say out loud and answer the questions we've all secretly been asking. So welcome, friend. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm probably going to say the words raw milk like 563 times during this episode, and you're probably never going to want to hear those words again. And I'm so sorry in advance. Maybe we can like shorten it to RM. That's weird. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about raw milk. So let's start with what it is. So the milk that you buy in the grocery store is pasteurized milk, which means it has been heated to a very, very high temperature to kill. Oh God, I just hit my mic. That was probably loud. (laughs) It has been heated to a very high temperature to kill all the bacteria that is in that milk. And that makes it quote unquote safe to drink, which we'll get into that. But When milk gets pasteurized, when it gets heated to that really high temperature, not only does it kill the bacteria in the milk, but it also denatures the enzymes in the milk, which is the enzymes are what your body uses to help you digest the milk. It also denatures a lot of the vitamins and minerals in the milk. And so it really turns this wonderful living food into a dead food. And so this is a problem because a lot of the nutrients that were once in that milk, a lot of the digestibility that that milk once had, it no longer has. And that is what leads to milk suddenly becoming this inflammatory food, this thing that people get gut issues from, people are getting acne from, blah, blah, blah. Milk is not the problem that is causing those things. It is the pasteurization of the milk that is causing those things. Because when milk is pasteurized, it is suddenly not digestible, which makes it inflammatory, and then all this big host of problems comes along. So raw milk, on the other hand, is unpasteurized milk. It's milk straight out of the cow's, what do you call it, udder? Milk straight out of the cow's udder. It has not been processed, it has not, nothing is done to it, it is just straight, raw, fresh milk. And so one would ask, Why do they sell pasteurized milk in the grocery stores? Why is raw milk this thing that is so hard to find and in most states illegal? And I'm going to give you some backstory 
about milk. You're going to be a milk expert by the time this episode is over. So it's important to know that pasteurization is a very recent invention. Pasteurization was invented in 1862. Before that, the only thing people consumed was raw milk. Raw milk has been consumed because it is milk in its natural form for hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of years. The breast milk that your baby is drinking out of your boob, that's raw milk. (laughs) So raw milk is a very natural thing. It's something we've always consumed. It wasn't really something that caused a lot of issues. It wasn't something people were afraid of. It surely wasn't illegal. That is until the Industrial Revolution came along and people started moving into cities. Things started to become more mass produced for the increasing population. And that included milk. Milk went from something that was just produced on small family farms and you got your milk from the farm down the road to this thing that became mass produced and for it to be mass produced, cows were now put in more unhealthy environments. Cows were fed um, diets that were not species appropriate and the milk was having to be transported further. It was being stored in improper ways and that led to a lot of diseases that were stemming from this raw milk. The raw milk wasn't the problem. It was the way the milk, the way the cows were treated, the way the milking practices were being cared for, the way the milk was being stored and transported. All of these things were leading to milk that was now put in a position for bacteria to overgrow, for diseases to form. And that is why raw milk started causing a lot of diseases and issues for humans. So again, it wasn't the raw milk that was the problem. It was the human error of we've never had to mass produce milk before. We've never had to transport milk this far. We don't know how to handle raw milk. And suddenly it's becoming an issue because humans did not know how to safely care for and transport milk. So because of that, pasteurization was invented in the 1800s. And since then, that has kind of become the norm for milk. People thought, you know, milk is this bad thing. It's causing all these diseases. We have to pasteurize it, aka we have to boil it to kill all the bacteria in it to make it safe for humans consumption. The problem with that is what we discussed a few minutes ago, which is now that they are pasteurizing this milk, they're killing the enzymes, they're killing bacteria, they're killing all of the vitamins and minerals. And now milk has gone from this superfood to this more of a dead and inflammatory food. But again, the problem with the raw milk was the human error. So today, if you want to go to your local farm and you want to buy some raw milk from a farm where you know they take good care of the animals, they feed them good foods, they are very careful about their milking processes and their storing and all the things, that milk is going to be just as safe as it was 400 years ago when everybody and their mother was drinking raw milk. And so there is nothing wrong with drinking raw milk still today if you are getting it from a source that you know and trust. And it's really unfortunate that raw milk, because of the history of human error has now become illegal in most states. And so sourcing raw milk is a lot harder, but in most places you are still able to find it. And I'll talk about how to do that 
But when you are sourcing your raw milk from a farm, you want to make sure you are vetting the farm first. So for example, when I started drinking raw milk, I was very nervous about it because I didn't know much about it. I didn't really know anyone else who drank it. And so I found a couple farms in my area that sold raw milk and I called up the farm. I had read online because I didn't really know what I was doing. I'd read online that you should call the farm and ask about their milking processes and see if you can go visit the farm, you know, to make sure it's clean and blah, blah, blah. So I call the first farm and this lady was so rude to me. She was like, you know, like, what do you even know about about cow milk? In any ways, like, you're going to come to my farm. What are you even going to look for? Like, blah, blah, just super not kind and very, was avoiding me coming to the farm was avoiding me asking any questions, blah, blah, blah. Later come to find out that her farm had failed a ton of inspections and her cows had actually tested positive for a couple diseases. And, you know, her not wanting me to come to the farm, her not wanting to answer my questions was a huge red flag. The second farm I ended up calling was the farm that I still get my milk from today. And this woman, she was wonderful. She answered all of my questions. She really helped me understand their milking process. She allowed me to come visit the farm, all the things. So it's really important to know the farmer that you're buying from beforehand. And your intuition is going to know if like, hey, this situation feels kind of weird, or if you feel really comfortable with that person. Um, and then of course, if they allow you to go to go to the farm, like you're, you're going to know if that is a clean farm, you're going to see if those animals are being fed good foods, if they're being well taken care of, all the things. And then it can also be helpful to hear from some people that are also drinking their milk, you know, find out where um, their milk delivers to. Like, for example, the milk that I get is gets delivered to a bunch of different farmers markets. And there are so many people that purchase this milk and have been drinking it for a really long time. And that's what made me feel comfortable with it. So it's important, obviously, to know your farmer and to make sure the quality of your milk is going to be good so that you avoid what became such an issue in the 1700s with milk becoming a more dangerous food. But once you do that, I mean, raw milk is a fantastic option. It it really is a superfood. There are so many vitamins and minerals and good bacteria for your gut and enzymes and all the things that are in raw milk that are going to be so beneficial for you and your health. Raw milk has been known to be a, I won't say a cure, but a massive help to so many different diseases. A lot of people that have eczema, people that have asthma, people that have epilepsy drink raw milk and have seen a drastic improvement in a lot of their symptoms, uh, all kinds of skin conditions. Um, a lot of neurological conditions have been helped with raw milk. So I'm not saying that it is going to have this effect for you, but I'm just saying this is the data. And a really interesting fact as well is that most people that are lactose intolerant can actually consume raw milk with no problem because lactose intolerance is not caused by the milk. It's caused by the lack of enzymes in the milk. And so when you're drinking raw milk where the enzymes have not been denatured, you're going to be able to consume that milk with no problem. So those are all the things about raw milk. Um, There's going to be a lot of different things that you'll see when you're going to buy your milk, a lot of different 
words and things that might confuse you. So there's raw milk and then there's low temp pasteurized milk. And I think both are great. I would always choose raw milk over low temp pasteurized because low temp pasteurized is still going to be heated just to not as high of a temperature, but it's still going to maintain a lot of those enzymes and things. Um, another thing you'll see is homogenized milk versus non-homogenized milk. So homogenization is the process of essentially pushing milk through a really, really tiny filter. And it helps combine the um, fat and water molecules in the milk, which prevents the milk from separating. So you'll see when you buy raw milk, it'll naturally separate and the fat will be sitting on top and the rest of the milk will be sitting on the bottom. Um, That is non-homogenized milk. And that is a form of processing. So I prefer non-homogenized milk to homogenized milk, but it's not a huge deal if you're going to get homogenized milk. Um, the other thing you'll see is A2 milk versus A1 milk. So this is the thing that confuses a lot of people. That's simply just the amino acid structure of the milk. Um, so A1 milk is most cow's milk. And then there's a few cows that produce A2 milk and then goat's milk is all A2. And the reason this is important is because human milk is A2, which means it is going to be a lot easier for us to digest A2 milk than A1 milk. So a lot of people that have trouble digesting dairy will see a lot more um, digestibility with A2 milk. I don't really see much of a difference. Um, To be honest, I don't care which one I get as long as it is raw. I am going to care much more that it's raw than versus if it's A1 or A2. Um, But if you are having trouble digesting, I would recommend getting an A2 milk or even getting a raw goat's milk. um, And that tends to be a lot more digestible. So the next question would be, how the heck do I find raw milk? And that can be so confusing in the beginning when you have never even heard of raw milk and now you're trying to find it and you hear that it's illegal. And when you do find it, it says for pet consumption only and it can be so confusing and overwhelming. So let me give you all the details. Raw milk is illegal in most states. From What I'm aware of, the only states where it is legal for raw milk to be sold in the grocery store is Arizona, California, and I think Utah. There's probably more states, but not that I know off the top of my head, and I tried to look it up, and it was confusing. Um, But in most cases, the state that you live in, is you're probably not going to be able to get raw milk in the grocery store. And... That is because it is illegal for human consumption. So when you do find milk, you're going to either find it at a local farm or a farmer's market, something like that. And nine times out of 10, it is going to have a label on it that says for pet consumption only or not safe for human consumption or something along those lines. And that is simply put on the label to bypass the law of raw milk being illegal for human consumption. That's all they're doing. It's just a loophole. All of the raw milk that I buy, all of the raw kefir that I buy, the raw everything has a label on it that says for pet consumption only. It freaks me out in the beginning. doesn't freak me out anymore. Um, So if you see that, don't worry too much about it. Um, But you are likely just going to be getting it from your local farms or from a farmer's market. So the two best ways, or I guess three best ways to find some raw milk around you are going to be to either literally just go on Google and type in raw milk near me and look at everything that comes up and um, start vetting those different farms. You can also go to a website called realmilk.com. And on that website, there's a raw milk locator, which will locate the farms um, around you that have raw milk. The website's not always accurate. Um, It sometimes has farms that don't exist anymore, things like that. So you're going to have to do a little bit of homework, calling different farms and figuring it out. 
Another option is just to go to your local farmer's market and somewhere in that farmer's market, there's going to be a stand of someone selling meat or eggs or something. And you can just ask them like, hey, do you know anyone around here that sells raw milk? Um, the other option would be to, I just made a post depending on the time you're listening to this. Um, in October of 2023, I made a post on Instagram for people to drop their, um, like tag what city they live in and where they source their raw milk from. So you can go in that post and see if someone has commented about your city. I live in Tampa, Florida, and I get my milk from Hammer Time Hollow Farms, Um, So if you are in this area, you can totally source from them. But most places that in America, you're going to be able to source raw milk. If you are outside of America, there are certain state, there are certain countries. um, I know in the Netherlands, in England, in Ireland, raw milk is super, super legal and it's really easy to source. But then for example, like Portugal, Spain, places like that, it's almost impossible to find. So just do what you can with, with with what you have. I know in Hawaii, it's basically impossible to find. The only place you can find raw milk in Hawaii is on um, the Big Island, and there's one source. You can find it on realmilk.com. There are some states that will have laws where you have to own a cow share to be able to have raw milk, which basically means like you own a piece of a cow that's at a farm, and then you're allowed to have their raw milk. Um, so you want to look for that. If you live in one of those States, there's all kinds of different laws in different States, but you'll figure it out pretty quickly. Once you go on the website, start calling some farmers. Um, I promise it will not be insanely complicated. So those are all things about raw milk. If you feel nervous to start drinking it, maybe you haven't had dairy in a long time. I recommend starting with just a tiny little bit, starting with a couple tablespoons If you feel good the next day, have a couple more tablespoons and really slowly increase your consumption of it. I'm at the point where I drink like two full glasses of raw milk a day, but it didn't start that way. And sometimes you can put your gut into overdrive a little bit if you go too much too fast. So make sure you start slow with it. Make sure you experiment with different things. Maybe you try some raw kefir first. Um, Maybe you try a little bit of A2 goat's milk first and just build up your tolerance slowly, especially if you haven't had dairy in a long time. But those are all the things about raw milk. Hopefully I answered all of your questions. If you have more questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram and I'll try my best to respond. And if there's a million questions that I didn't answer, then I'll make a follow-up episode. But until then, if you loved this episode, I would really, really appreciate if you would share it on social and leave me a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. It would mean the absolute world to me. Thank you so much for being here. I am so glad that you're here and I am rooting for you.